Welcome back to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior. And as promised, time for our special guest. Uh, you know him from Fantasy Sports Radio Network and the uh, uh, the Roto Experts show. You uh, hopefully know him from CTM Baseball. And if you don't, uh, you need to check that out, ctmbaseball.com. I'm talking about Matt Modica. Matt, uh, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me back, Al. I'm very excited to be talking baseball. Uh, even though it's the break, looking forward to Friday. He's been talking tons of football, but my true love is baseball. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's good. Well, I'm glad to glad to help you out, and I know you're going to help us out too. So, uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, you got to got to fill the time. I mean, I'm looking forward to the All Star Game tonight, but you know, no no games to talk about. So. Uh, uh, an opportunity for us to look at some pitchers. Uh, I've, I've lumped them into a couple of groups. Uh, some pitchers that are going to uh, probably pitch tonight in the All-Star game. I know both managers are talking about trying to get everybody in. Uh, but we're also going to talk about some pitchers who are conspicuously absent from the All-Star game. And if you had gone back in, in March or April, I think you almost certainly would have expected uh, the pitchers in that group to be there. So we'll, we'll uh, break this down the two groups. So let's, let's start with the actual All-Stars, Matt. Uh, Irvin Santana, Luis Severino, Jason Vargas, and Robbie Ray. Um, I, I don't think a single one would have been a projected All-Star uh, at the beginning of the season. So starting with Santana, um, what, how do you like his chances for uh, replicating what he's done in the first half into the second half? Uh, I mean, it's going to be hard for him. He was a guy that coming into the season I liked as a back-of-the-rotation guy. I thought he was a solid option for that. He consistently gives you 180 innings and you know, just under like a 380 ERA. That's been his uh, MO for the past few seasons. But I mean, he's going back to last June. He was on some run. The key with him going forward in the second half is avoiding the blow-up outings. Is he going to be a, you know, a 225 ERA guy that he was for over 30 starts at one point? No. Right now he's sitting at a 3 ERA. You're hoping he pitches to like you know a 375 ERA rest of the season, which you know isn't that bad if you consider that the MLB. You know, ERA average is what, like uh, 445 or something like that. So that's well below average. And he's a guy that's going to give you innings. He's uh, he's crafty. He's better than I think what people kind of label him as, but he was never nearly as good as, you know, good for him. He's an all-star, but that level's not going to come back. Um, so I think I know the answer given your analysis there, Matt, but would, would you consider Santana must start in the second half or more of somebody to – to stream on and off your bench in a 15 team league in a 15 team league. He's probably going to be in my rotation except for certain outings in a 12 teamer. He's more of a, he's more of a streamer for me. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. Home, home starts lineups with a lot of righties uh, teams that aren't so good. Uh, how about Luis Severino? I mean, this is a guy who really had to battle just to make the Yankees rotation. Now he's an all-star. Uh, do you think the first half was legit? I do think the first half is legit, and this is a kid that I really didn't believe in coming into the season. I thought the Yankees were correct to give him a shot to be a starter. I wasn't sure that he could do it. He's been he's been really excellent. It's been an excellent first half. The strikeouts, he's got a good walk rate, and he's just coming into his own. Now the question being is, can he keep it up over the course of his first full season? I know he did pitch 
150 innings or so last year between the majors and the players. But it's a different animal when you're pitching in a pennant race and all that. Uh, he's one of the guys I would take a chance on because with the current state of pitching today, uh, I mean, at least this guy's going to give you the strikeouts. And I think he can, you know, based on what he pitched last year, I could see 180 innings or so this season. Yeah, no, that sounds very reasonable to me. Uh, now, Jason Vargas, I've talked a ton about him all uh, season long so far. He's been interesting all season long. Uh, where do you think it goes from here for him? Uh, I spent some nice money on Vargas after his uh, first two starts when he was a strikeout artist, remember, way back when. But he's <laughs> yeah. a guy that's well outperforming. But as long as, he's in, as long as he stays with the Royals and in that park, that really helps his game. It's kind of like Ivan Nova going to Pittsburgh and leaving Yankee Stadium, going to a park that benefits his game. Uh, I mean, I'm worried about Vargas. You know, he's not going to be this 220, you know, 260 ERA guy going forward. But I, I think he's, a, as they say, that crafty lefty and stuff. So he's somebody that, in a deeper league, he's definitely going to be in my rotation until he blows up. In the twelve teamers, I definitely want the home starts. Uh yeah. Now that's you know, that's definitely a key for Vargas. I mean that the ballpark is great for him. Uh not so much for Robbie Ray, uh, but it doesn't really yeah. seem to matter too much where <laughs> where he pitches. I mean he he's been very interesting too. Uh, I've talked about him a lot, so I'm really interested to get your uh your view on Ray's season so far and, and where you think it's going because he's he's got these extremes. Uh, you know, extremely good at missing bats, but when uh, contact was made, uh, you know, one of the more dangerous pitchers around. So, uh, you know, on balance, uh, what sort of pitcher or what sort of value do you think Ray has going forward? Going forward is a question. I mean, coming into the season, he's returned that. I mean, it, it, it's been phenomenal. But like you say, when they do make contact, that hard hit rate is astronomically high. And on the road, he's, he's been a dream. I mean, he's pretty much even home road as far as innings, but it's like, you know, over three runs difference in the ERA. He's a guy that I'm rolling out there in uh, 15s and 12s going forward. The strikeout upside is just too awesome. It's, you know, he's got a, like, about a four and a half walks per nine, and it's amazing to have like a three ERA with that. We're just under. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, you know, that – doesn't jive I'm, i'll be honest with you I, I understand that but just the fact that you know he can strike out 10 batters on any given night if hopefully he gets some improvement and can kind of you know level off the splits i think he's an arm for now 12 or 15s you got to throw i mean obviously 15 but even in 12s you got to throw him out there and hope for the best yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, I've gotten to the point where I, you know, I did trade him in one league. I think he, his value could come down a little bit, but if you've got him, you, you do have to start him. I don't think there's any question. Uh, let's get to some of the non-all-stars, Matt. Um, and I've got five here. Uh, uh, Justin Verlander, Rick Porcello, Johnny Cueto, Garrett Cole, and Jake Arrieta. Verlander and Porcello sort of got linked in history last year when Porcello won uh, the Cy Young in the AL, and, and Kate Upton was upset. But uh, neither was uh, sniffing the Cy Young, it looks like, this year. Uh, of the two, who do you see as having the better rebound potential? You know, I want to say Verlander, but uh, you know, I'm going to go with Porcello here. I think Porcello's pitched better than his numbers 
to date. Uh, that walk rate is under two. He's striking out, you know, over eight, close to nine. And he's on the Red Sox, so he should get wins. He's a guy that goes deep into games for the most part. Uh, I'm hoping Verlander can somehow figure it out in the second half or possibly get traded to the Dodgers. But for me, much as uh, it pains me to say it, I think Parcello is the one here. I I agree with you completely, and he's trending the right way lately, so I'm I'm encouraged. Um, now Johnny Cueto, I've talked about him a bit the last couple of shows. Uh, it's obviously not going well for him at all. Um, what do you think owners should do? Is is he even droppable at this point, uh, or uh, I mean, you know, where on the range of possibilities do you see him landing? Uh, even in a twelve team league, there's no way I'm dropping Johnny Cueto. You you have a bench for a reason. He's been too good for too long. He's still pitching at AT&T Park. I don't know with that contract, how tradable he is. But uh, hopefully if he does, if he was to get traded, you're hoping he stays in the National League. But Cueto's a guy that I'm going to take a chance on in the second half. Say I'm uh, outside of the top three, sixth place. You know, this is an arm that usually is there for you throughout the month of September. He's a great competitor. He knows how to pitch. It just hasn't gone well for him this year. And I take a shot on Quayle. I don't really have any metrics to back it up or something. It's just <laughs> back of the baseball card kind of, kind of theory. Uh, well, you know, Arietta, I think, is sort of in the same class. You know, he's he's uh, not to the same extent of Quayle. You know, he hasn't done it for years and years. But, you know, Arietta has shown that he's can be elite over a long stretch. He's been far from it this year. So would you give the same sort of advice uh, to owners about Arietta? you know, uh, kind of throw the Hail Mary with him, or uh, are you less optimistic? I'm less optimistic. He was a guy I really, I own zero shares of. I didn't want coming into the season. I was kind of changing my tune after the first couple of months. He had the strikeouts and everything, and I thought, you know what, maybe he can put it together. He's on the Cubs. But Arietta, I'm not so optimistic about. I'm sure somebody will overpay him in the offseason. Of course, you know, pitching is so dire. But he's, unless I get him really cheap and I can, you know, just take a fly. I think I saw a stat like a couple of weeks back that Julio Chassin has had a better ERA over the last calendar year. <laughs> you know? Wow. So, and he, I feel like Chassin's underperformed. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not that good. I mean, I, wow. I was, I was kind of changing my tune back in early June saying, you know, Arietta's a guy that maybe if you can get, if you can get, if you can get on a discount, but the last month hasn't gone well. So yeah. Well, we're, we're, that. we're just about out of time here, Matt, but we do have one other pitcher to get to that's Garrett Cole. So as quickly as you can, uh, are you buying the recent string of good starts from him? Yes, I am. I'm a Garrett Cole uh, believer. I don't, I don't know how people feel about that. But I think he's better than what he's shown. He got blown up that give those seven runs. But I think you can see a nice stretch from him. He's a guy I will definitely take a gamble on. Very frustrating, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Absolutely agree. Well, Matt, thank you so much. You packed a lot of information in there uh, for one segment. So appreciate you coming on and, and helping us out. And, uh, enjoy the break. Thanks for having me, Al. <laughs> All right. So, uh, folks, we're heading to break. We'll be right back with much more analysis. So stick around. 